we had a two-part strategy. It was, it was grow quickly, to yeah. summarize it in two words. A fourth industrial revolution is happening now. Trying to make sense of the B2B technology strategies and trends that will be key to success? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Moonshot Exec. Here's your host, Kevin Pritchett. All right, all right, all right. Fantastic. This is Moonshot Exec, and I'm Kevin Pritchett. Welcome to my podcast, and I'm extremely honored again to have you share your precious time with me. If after you listen to this podcast, you'd like to subscribe, please go to my website, moonshotexec.com, to sign up for the email list, as well as subscribe to the podcast. You can also search Moonshot Exec on iTunes and now Google Play. This podcast continues my broadcast from the Vancouver Resource Investment Conference, held the 21st and 22nd of January here in Vancouver. With over 8,000 attendees this year, the conference is the world's largest conference dedicated to resource and mining exploration. In this episode, I speak with Trent Mell, President and CEO of First Cobalt, a pure play cobalt exploration company with a prime land position in what is called the Canadian Cobalt Camp in Ontario, Canada. Deemed the largest cobalt exploration company in the world, First Cobalt has some unique advantages. The company already has $100 million in existing infrastructure, including the only permitted cobalt extraction refinery capable of producing battery material in North America. This infrastructure will allow conflict mineral-free production of a critical metal for electric vehicles and other tech requiring battery power. I'll put a link to their website in the podcast description. I talked with Trent about cobalt market dynamics, First Cobalt's competitive advantages, as well as other industry uses for cobalt besides Tesla's. This is raw audio during the conference. Thanks again, and I hope you enjoy this wisdom from a key market player. Wisdom. So we are talking to Trent Mel. Is that correct? <laughs> you are. From First Cobalt. I'm really excited about this because, again, reading your website and what you're trying to do, it, it, it's you have some really unique capabilities and advantages. So thanks for chatting with me. The first question that you probably saw was, you know, everybody knows, you know, first cobalt, obviously you're involved in cobalt. You're the largest cobalt exploration company. Uh, well, that's yeah. correct, yeah. Okay, okay. So we, we know about electric vehicles and cobalt and other things. So can you delve more deeply into this? What are some of the demand drivers uh, for uh, cobalt and why is it going so crazy? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you, Kevin, for the chance to talk. In terms of the, the cobalt market, it, if I was to have spoken to you a year ago, I would have told you it's a tech story and a, and a Tesla story. Right. Um, I can't say that anymore because now you've got GM and Volkswagen and yes. BMW and everybody on the planet has been very vocal and very public about the fact that they're coming forward with electric vehicle strategies over the next 24 months, essentially. So right. every auto company in the world has a strategy to roll out a line, not just a vehicle, but a line of vehicles right. that are going to be uh, 
be, uh, be basically powered by lithium-ion batteries. Right. So lithium-ion batteries is, uh, accounts for just over 50% of cobalt production today. Mm -hmm. It used to be our iPhone and laptops that were the driver, and yes. going forward it really is electric vehicles. Instead of a few grams per device, it's mm -hmm. you know, 10 to 20 kilos, depending on the vehicle. Right. And so that, that's, that's the draw, and I think from a market perspective, when you start to look at Okay, I get the demand. Where's it coming from? Well, 56% yeah. of it today is coming out of the DRC, right. the Congo. Uh, you fast forward another seven years, about 66% of global production is forecast to come out of the Congo. Right. I spent a little bit of time there. I can tell you, beautifully ge beautiful geology. Yes. Um, beautiful countryside, but a tough place to operate. So yes. we have basically built a story here in Canada and uh, has uh, generated a lot of attention. Okay, great, great. Full disclosure, I worked for a company who was once a cobalt producer who sold their assets to China Mali. It's Freeport McMoran. So, um, so about First Cobalt, I mean, what are some unique aspects of your company that you feel give you a competitive advantage? So we came into this last March, and, yeah. and maybe I'll talk about the results first. So our, okay. when I joined our stock price and became CEO and got the company going, we had a 40 cent stock price. Today we're at about $1.30. Okay. It's all in Canadian. Market cap uh, is today just under 300 million Canadian. Right. And, and we did that because we had a two-part strategy. It was, it was grow quickly, to yeah. summarize it in two words. Right. Uh, on the one hand, let's start, start with the capital markets. When you look at cobalt as a commodity, nobody in the mining world has ever looked for cobalt for cobalt's sake. Right. You get it out of a copper mine, you get it out of a nickel mine, then all of a sudden That's it hits us over the head that, hey, all these end users yeah. need cobalt. <laughs> and, and so there's 100 or so cobalt companies that picked up all of them have tiny market caps, most of them do. Right. And so our strategy was let's find a way to get big and become investable so that investors can look to us as a, as a primary vehicle for cobalt exposure. Awesome. Because the big producers are you know, Glencore and Valley and Sherritt, right. and you're not really playing the commodity by investing in these majors. Right. So we did that by um, you know, growing our, our footprint, bringing together a great team of capital markets people and miners, people that have worked from discovery through to production, not just junior promoters. Right. And we also did that by merging three companies, an Aussie yeah, company and two exactly. Canadian companies. Yeah, okay. And then we followed that up with a $30 million capital raise at the end of the year. So wow. we're now wow. liquid, we've got the scale, we've got the team. The property itself is a, is a town, believe it or not, called Cobalt, Ontario. Right. Ah. Uh, it's Canada's oldest uh, mining camp. So in 1904, right. while they were building a railway up to the north into farm country to bring produce into Toronto cool. and area, it's about a five-hour drive, right. uh, they stumbled upon this silver vein right up on surface, native silver vein. Mm -hmm. So much like the Klondike rush, all of a sudden, one year later, 10,000 prospectors are up there. Right. Over the next 60 years, you had 100 mines. Wow. And we have now consolidated half of that footprint. So 50 right. mines that were mined for silver. There's a lot of historic cobalt. Right. And we're going back and consolidating the properties to look for big bulk, open pit mineable cobalt targets. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, it's... I need to visit that place one of these. Yeah, cobalt. It's, it's a fun place to visit, yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, one of the things that really sort of piqued my interest was that you you already have a permanent cobalt extraction plant. Um, you know, you talked about production of cobalt uh, ore in the DRC, but a lot of that ore goes to China and, and places like that. So... What can you describe a little bit more about this plant and why you see that as an advantage? Sure. I mean, unlike gold, uh, you often don't have the opportunity to go from discovery to producing a dory bar, right? You, right, right. You can, if you're a miner of a base metal, yes. uh, you're a miner of a base metal. Right. If you're fortunate, you can integrate vertically, you, you get to do the processing as well. Yes. So in, when I was in the palladium market, we sold our concentrate, yep. our milk concentrate, to what is now Glencore and Valley. Right. And they would clip 
a hefty margin to then refine it into a final state for us. Very familiar with that. So, yeah, so I've lived that story before. And, and in Cobalt, Ontario, we have the only permitted North American refinery facility wow. that can produce cobalt battery materials. Wow. And so as we start to build out our company, this, I think, with the advent of a little bit more time, a little more drilling, has the opportunity to be a company maker right. and a real strategic asset. This, you don't need five of these things in North America. Right. And, and if we can monetize that, and, and we're doing some engineering studies on that right now, right. and I think this has an opportunity to become a regional or a national or a North American hub for cobalt uh, production awesome. of battery materials. Awesome. Well, being the, being the fact that you also are in North America, in Canada, you have that additional advantage of not having the issue of being a conflict mineral, right? Yeah. So you see that also as, as a plus in your column? I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because when we went to the DRC, we were certainly mindful that you have a 15% of production there is artisanal mines. Yes. And where you have artisanal mines, you don't have the same kind of internal controls and you're often finding uh, some atrocious labor practices, including a lot of child labor. Right. And that was something that we have seen in the Congo, uh, the Northeast for the tin, tantalum, tungsten, and gold mines. We hadn't seen it in the southern end, in the copper belt. Right. And now we are. And, and it's become a real problem. And, and what happened is, through a report that Amnesty put out about a year ago, mm. it put a lot of consumer pressure on the likes of Samsung, yeah. Apple, and Tesla to declare that they're not going to buy conflict material. Right. So in the short term, the easiest way is not to buy Congolese cobalt. Right. Hopefully that's not the only solution. You can also clean up the supply chain. Mm. But in the short term, that's, that's, that's where we are. And right. by being in North America, investors um, have heard that, 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 that narrative, and yeah. our story resonates for them because we can produce a cobalt material with our refinery yeah. uh, from end to end and not have any overhang from that issue. Right, okay, but fantastic. I, one of the things that, another thing that really was interesting reading through your materials is that you're, you're interested or have deployed or thinking about deploying artificial intelligence, machine learning, uh, to help you with your exploration and analysis of exploration data. Uh, can you talk more about that without giving away any secrets? Sure, absolutely. We, well, I did this once before, a company called Falco Resources. Okay. And what we did is we went into the old Horn Mine, yeah. which is where the Naranda Mining Company got their start in life right. uh, 60, 70, 80 years ago, whatever right. the number was. And, and, and essentially what we did, we grabbed the data and then take the data before we put a single drill hole in the ground. Right. We just took every piece of data we could get from drill holes to geophysics to historic production records and put it into a common data belt, had 3D model, and we drilled off of that. More importantly, we actually came up with a resource estimate wow. based on historic data. So important lessons there. But the, the difference here now is I'm not talking about a mine, I'm talking about 50 mines. 50, wow. And these 50 mines don't have the same quality of data. Right. Turn of the last century, you didn't drill. You just mined on the vein right. and you got what you got. Yeah. And so the, the challenge I have is we're talking about a camp, mm -hmm. regional structures that were never studied because everybody had a tiny little footprint mm -hmm. um, and, and the, the data sets are disparate. And so right. artificial intelligence is the next step from what I did at Falco. Right. We're going to gather the data, we've done the compilation, we continue to do so. But now you need human intervention uh, aided by technology to say, okay, what does this all mean and where am I going to drill? Right. And so IBM, Watson, case in point, they've done some interesting work with Goldcorp huh, okay. and detected a new target in a matter of seconds, whereas right. the team would have taken, by their own admission, weeks to do. Wow. So we're talking wow. to parties like that to say, okay, how can you help us make better decisions? Right, right. Okay. That, that really jazzes me up. <laughs> you know, our, our industry, we get, and I guess probably deservedly so, we yeah. get criticized for being Luddites when it comes to technology. And, and the message yeah. that I deliver to my team is, this is not a case of rolling out novel technology on a billion dollar mine. Right. 
or on a $300 million mill facility. This is an exploration technique that we're trying to deploy. And if we get it wrong and you spend 100 grand, yeah. that's okay. If you get it right, it's, it's, it can really change our fortunes. ROI would be huge. huge. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So just one more question. I mean, everybody, again, talks about electric vehicles, batteries. Cobalt is also used in you know, hard metal tools and, and super alloys. You know, aerospace and other industries are also growing. I mean, is that something that you're also focused on or looking at too? And yeah, when you look at the uses of cobalt uh, right now, the end uses, there's some 25 or so that yeah. see our U-tracks. Yeah. And they're projecting growth in all but one or two of them. Mm -hmm. So the pie continues to grow. The reality is the share of the pie increasingly is an electric vehicle story. Yeah. For us, uh, I think you get a premium. You do get a premium right now for cobalt sulfate production yeah. uh, and precursor materials for the yes. battery, uh, the gigafactories that are out there. So I think the real pull for us uh, is going to be more on the electric vehicle side. You can't ignore the other stuff, right? But our uh, our, inc our incremental ad really is going to focus on the EV story. Right, right. That's it. Thanks again to Trent Mel of First Cobalt. I really enjoyed that conversation, and I hope you did too. Look for additional interviews with up-and-coming mining exploration companies later on this week. Thanks to Cambridge House, who put together a great Vancouver Resource Investment Conference this year. I wish you all a safe, productive, prosperous week. I'll talk to you soon. Again, if you like this content, please go to my website, moonshotexec.com, to sign up for my email list or subscribe to my podcast. Also, I have links to my social media there, including LinkedIn and Twitter. You can search Moonshot Exec on iTunes and on Google Play to sign up for my podcast. Also, please like my podcast on iTunes and Google Play. This is really helpful. Share it with your friends. As always, go out there and rock it.